Jane, we are live right now. How are you? Great to have you here. Yeah, good to meet you too. <laughs> Where are you touching base from? London? That's right. Yeah, I live in London, England. Wow. Beautiful. How long yeah. have you been there? I've been here, uh, let's see, I moved here just at the end of 2003. So it's been quite a while now. Because you're originally from uh, Alberta, Canada. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Calgary, Alberta. So how often do you uh, get to go back? Well, you know, um, if it's not COVID time, then sort of once, twice a year. But right, yeah, it's been a while since I've been back and I can't wait to go back and visit my my family and my friends out there, uh, as I'm sure we can all say the same thing right now, can't we? 100%. So how was your COVID? How was your 2020? How did you find it as a working actor? Well, uh, certainly the on-camera stuff slowed down mm-hmm. but I have to say I kept quite busy as a, a voice artist because I have a, a little home studio so I was able to just keep working on various projects even some computer games um, and then lots of other sort of smaller voiceover projects so that really kept me going for a, a good chunk of time until things sort of started to pick up again and then um, and then you know when locked lock, the various lockdowns started to yeah. kind of open up I managed to squeeze in a little bit of filming here and there so I I think Dan I really can't complain because I know that you know other members in in the performing arts especially really had and continued to have a a really difficult time so I count myself as being very lucky oh 100% I mean what what in terms of acting so you got voice acting you got theater acting for TV movies what's the percentages for you how does it is it mostly video games is it mostly on screen is it a balance yeah. i'd say that it's probably um well it, it depends on the year but um i think for the most part it's been more computer games and then let's say 60% computer games 40% on camera stuff and, and and maybe I should say six percent voice work because there's other little bits of voice work that yeah. that are in the mix as well. And then theater, I um haven't really done much theater since I moved to the UK. It used to be a big part of my career in, in Canada, but yeah. not so much in in Britain. So um, yeah, so it's a mix. And you know, having a mix is a really nice thing because I think back in the day, you know, actors, it, it was. I suppose actors would say, no, no, I'm a theater actor. I only do theater or I'm a film actor or, you know, and, and nobody wanted to admit that they did voiceover yeah. um, for whatever reason. It just wasn't looked upon as being an art form that required, you know, a heck of a lot of skill when in fact it, it actually does. And now I think a lot of people, I mean, you see a lot of film stars in computer games these mm. days because they're beginning to realize that the scope of computer games is absolutely amazing and there's some great characters there's some great writing it's a, a hugely creative field um so i think for actors today it's really nice to be able to do everything <coughs> across the board whatever you can get your hands on is, is great to do because it keeps that sort of creative actor spirit going and you uh, really and do have nice. the dream job hey yeah <laughs> well yeah yes i do there's some <laughs> days where i'm like oh god why did I choose this? But no, you're absolutely right. I, I feel incredibly grateful for all of it. It's it's a really um, it's a pleasure to 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 be involved in in all of these things and to you know to have fun doing them. Sometimes it's hard work, but um, it, it's also a huge amount of fun. So yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, 
Hollywood celebrities or actors coming into games. And one comes to mind that you sort of played off. What was your reaction when Keanu was cast in, in Cyberpunk 2077? Do you, do you go just, telling people, yeah, we were, we were on screen buddies? Well, I don't, you know, because, um, I mean, I'm absolutely thrilled that to be in the same game as him. It's really yeah. exciting. Of course, he's a fellow Canadian and therefore yeah. super, super nice and wonderful. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Um, so I, I'm really thrilled to be in the same game, but I never met him. And that's the nature of computer games. It's, it, it is actually a sort of a lonely experience, unless you're doing motion capture or performance capture. And I, I'm sure all of your listeners know what that is. But for those who don't, that's when um, they'll get a group of actors in a studio. They're surrounded by these cameras all the way around and they're dressed in those, those fabulous suits with the markers on them so that they can um, basically track movements and action in, in a very natural way. So if you're doing motion capture or performance capture, performance cap captures the same thing, but they're using your voice. So Keanu did performance capture for Cyberpunk. Then you have the experience of working with other actors in a studio. But if you're just doing the voice work, which is what I did for Rogue, um, then I, it's just me in a studio saying lines. And towards the end of the process, I got to hear what Keanu was doing. And then I could, you know, work off of his stuff. But that's really late in the game. That's when we do what are called pickups. So, you know, oh, we need to rewrite this line. Let's let's rewrite it and we'll get Jane back in to record this little chunk. And then, you know, I can maybe hear the other actor who I'm performing with. So, uh, and, and in those moments when I did get to act with him, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. It must um, be, is it weird hear, hearing Keanu in your, in your headphones and you're yeah. responding to him? Is that it's surreal? Really it is surreal. It's like, it kind of makes, you know, cause he's a rather fabulous guy and yeah. it sort of sends a little frisson down your spine. <laughs> If I can say that. And you were a romance uh, option with him as well in the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> correct. That's right. But that's weird too. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, you're sort of doing a romantic scene to oh, yourself. It's like, it's really bizarre. It's like doing a romantic scene in the mirror in your bathroom when you're a teenager. It's like <laughs> something missing here. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, JS in the chat says, your voice sounds beautiful. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> That's really kind. Thank you. So you so you mentioned that a majority of your voice of your voice work for Rogue was you, you won't be able you weren't able to hear Keanu. So you didn't hear anything. You were just reading the lines off the page. No Exactly. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it's really it's a really interesting process actually. So in you know, for the most part in computer games, you get your lines on a, a sort of spreadsheet and then you have you have a director. So you got your sound engineer. You got your director in in um, in this sort of engineer's booth, and then you might have the the client. So we had um, also directors from uh, CD Projekt Red who would be patched into the session, and you become as an actor incredibly dependent on your director to fill you in on what's happening to let you know what's happening. We had a wonderful director, Justin Villiers, who was working with us here in London. And uh, he was, uh, you know, phenomenal in terms of the detail that he was able to provide all of us actors with the given circumstances of the scene and, and sometimes reading in the other characters' lines so that we knew what was going on. 
Um, otherwise, you can start to feel, you know, a little bit lost if you don't have that really crucial information. Um, so that's kind of how the, the process works. The, I think there's starting, you know, some games are starting to change now, that now because um, acting is so much about reacting off of what you're being given. So you say something to me and I respond to it. I say something back to you and then you respond to that. And it, it creates a sort of feedback loop. And um, if you don't have that feedback and it's hard to know what you're reacting to. So, you know, some games are starting to take that on board and they're getting, act, you know, one or two actors into the studio so that they can work off each other. And when you're able to work off each other, that's when some real, magic can kind of happen unexpected things can happen between characters um so having said that you know that you, you you know we end up with some great stuff anyway working with the actor and the director filling in the blanks and um yeah but it's it's a very different acting process you wouldn't have the same process if you were working on the stage or film and tv well you must have i mean you knocked it out of the park as rogue i'll tell you that much oh. Um, Thank you. Big standout for me. Have you have you gotten a lot of love on social media and fan messages or? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's been uh, you know that is such a nice part of it, and I have to say I'm really not very good with social media. So if, if anybody sent me messages and I haven't responded, I'm not ignoring you. It's just that <laughs> I, I sometimes forget to check in. That's really bad. But anyway, I'll try to do better. But I will say. Um, yeah, the messages that I have had have been so nice, so lovely. And, um, you know, it, it's the same for Hitman. And now Returnal's just come out and I'm starting to get some lovely feedback for that as well. And I really, really appreciate it, um, you know, the positive feedback. It's it's just, it's really, yeah, it's great to read it. It makes me feel really so happy. Returnal, you play Celine. Now I've I haven't mm. played the game. Forgive me. I've got I've got a code from yeah. PlayStation. I'm ready to play. I've just got to yeah. find the time. I can't wait. Yeah. Looks amazing. Oh. Um, is this your first lead character role for a video game? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I I think the the bigger parts that I've played are really part of an ensemble. You know, like Hitman is arguably David Bateson is is the lead in that as Agent Forty Seven, and then there's uh, other characters uh, like Diana who you know, are part of that ensemble. It's the same. With it's a Psycho. team, you and Dave, I think. It is pretty much yeah. a team, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Returnal is, uh, yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's definitely my first lead character. And, you know, it's really Celine's experience um, throughout the whole thing. And there's input from the lad who plays her, her son. Um, but largely it's just her kind of going through the psychological um Groundhog Day, essentially, going back, always back to the same place she keeps returning to, um, mm. thus the name, Returnal. Um, yeah, so that was a really interesting process to work on, to sort of carry all of that. And um, I, I think she's a really interesting, super interesting character. Was that in the booth as well? Or was there motion capture involved for that one? Oh. No, that was in the booth for me. I did the voice, and then um, a, a wonderful artist who I think is now living in LA, named Anne Bayer, uh, did the facial capture for it. Um, oh. And I need I need to connect with Anne. I because I, I I spent a lot of time you know watching her face uh, yeah. on the screen in front of me, and and all, she did such a great job with it. Um, and I was just thinking, you know, that's the other thing about computer games is you. So I'm the voice and then there's somebody else 
usually they're in LA <clears throat> playing the body. And at some point, these two things merge together to create a character. Um, and and the obviously the body and the facial side of it is, is as important as the voice. But we don't really get to connect. You know, right. the, the, the connection is made, um, you know, in kind of, well, I guess you could call it post-production, but it's, it's you know, the people who are creating the game are the ones who bring those two elements together. And I was just thinking with Anne, uh, and I believe there's another actress who also did a lot of the physical body stuff. I just thought, we need to get the three of us together and have a good yeah. old chat yeah, about playing lean. It'd be really interesting to hear their experience too. There's been, um, there's been great reviews for this game. I tell you what, 86 yeah, on well, Metacritic isn't, isn't something to sniff about. Yes, sure. I think, you know, Housemark is a really wonderful game developer. I, I, I'm so pleased for them because um, I, they have worked incredibly hard. Obviously, when you play the game, you'll see how hard they've worked on it. And I just thought they were a wonderful company to, to work for. And um, once again, I was telling you, we have a, a director that's, that works with us. So we had um, the wonderful Damien Goodwin directing Returnal. Uh, so he was really there in the studio helping me out. And then we had Greg patched in from Helsinki. Greg is, is with uh, Housemark, um, just setting the scene and a wonderful sound designer named Toivo. Calo, Calio, who was uh, working on that as well. So the, the, this wonderful team, you know, helps to elevate and bring this huge game uh, off the page into our lives. And what a game it is. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen a lot online and my God, it looks great. So do you do you play the games you're in or do you go straight to YouTube and, and <laughs> just a cheeky watch the cutscenes or what? Oh, I do lots of cheeky cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, like, uh, well, they take a lot of time, eh? Like, <laughs> Returnal, somebody wrote to me recently saying, oh, I'd love to have a chat with you about Returnal. I've played it for 20 hours now. And, and um, you know, he's probably got another good 20 to go. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, that's a full working week. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, so, I, yeah, sometimes I feel like, gosh, I don't know if I have the time to play them. But um, yeah. I, I, I will. I will dip in and have a go. Because Returnal is a bit notorious for being quite hard, I've heard, yeah. in a lot of yes. reviews. So it's not easy, not an easy no. one, that's for sure. Well, I was thinking that down. I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this. I need to start with, like, something. <laughs> something <simple."> easier, yeah. <laughs> work, up, work on my computer game skills because I'm, I'm sure I won't even get past the first hurdle. <laughs> so you, um, you, your first video game, correct me if I'm wrong, Need for Speed? Yes, I think it was Need for Speed. Yeah, yeah, way back when I did the tutorial. Dispatch. Uh, Dispatch. Yeah, I ended up, I did the, let me think, how did I go? I think what I did first, maybe it was Dispatch Opry, like suspect turning left on da, 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 such and such a road. Um, and yeah. then I, I they had me do the um, tutorial for all of the cars um, which was great fun. So I'd say, here's a Porsche 911. It does this, that, and the other thing. And here's a Lamborghini Gallardo, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah kind of ignited an interest in, in sports cars, I must say, because there's some fabulous <laughs> cars out there. And it's kind of great, you know, because in London, it didn't happen this year, I would think. But sort of in the late summertime, if you walk around kind of Knightsbridge area, 
um, there's people who live in the city who have these cars. They've got all those cars and they'll start driving them around London and you can just go, they're just showing them off. It's like a promenade of, oh, of like very expensive vehicles. And you could just go, and say, oh yeah, there's a Lamborghini. There's the Ferrari. Oh, there's a nice Rolls Royce. You know, and, you know no, they, have, they don't have Rolls Royces in need for speed, but anyway, they're 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 you know and fun to see. So um, yeah, that really uh, gave me a good appreciation for those those cars, and that's a fun game too. So you are you the one now pointing out to your husband that's that car, that's this car? You're telling him now. Well, I have to say my husband is a bit of a car man, so oh, I don't okay. think I could ever say, oh look, you know, and he. <laughs> He'd never be in a you know ignorant of any car. Oh. I would never know where he would. But we can now share our appreciation <laughs> of cars together. So it's been good for my marriage. And they got you back for a few of those games, didn't they? They obviously yeah. liked you. Yeah, yeah. It was good fun. Yeah. You've done how many Need for Speeds? Three, four, five, maybe? Well, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I'd say three. Three. But I don't. I Yeah, I think probably three, but I'm guessing. I have to have a look. It was a long time That's ago. That's when you know you've done a few. So with Hitman, you yeah. were you were originally in Absolution as a tutorial as well. Yes, I was. I, I had a little run there of tutorials. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you've got the voice. I mean, you must have the voice for it, eh? I guess so. I I could probably do like loads of tutorials for, you know, especially right now in lockdown, I could do like, you know, school sessions for kids or something like that. Um <laughs> Maybe that's not as exciting as um, Hitman tutorials. But, yeah, so I started off doing uh, tutorials, you know, use this weapon if you want it to do this, that, and the other thing. And um, I guess they just decided that they liked the sound of my voice and they were wanting to, you know, bring back the character of Diana and 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 sort of kind of remake her a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and they asked if I would be interested in doing that. And um, I said, absolutely. And here I am. And I just so enjoyed playing Diana. She's just a wonderful and interesting character. And that relationship that she has with Agent 47 is, I find it really fascinating, you know, because there's so, there's always that question, isn't there, when you have a man and a woman working together, will they, won't they? Mm. What is there that little free song going, what's going on between these two? And, um, and I, you know, I don't think the writers have ever suggested that there's anything like that. But I think just by virtue of the fact that these two have been working so closely together for such a long period of time, there there is a really strong connection between them. And I think it's it's quite unique. It's obviously it's um, there's a deep professional respect between the two of them. Sometimes for my character, there's a a kind of caretaking role that goes on for him, a really deep concern for what he's doing, but also a willingness to sort of send him out. Well, <laughs> into these- again, yeah. you you just knocked it out of the park. We were just playing the scene earlier where you portray 47 yeah. in, outside the mansion, mm-hmm. I think it was, or wherever it was. But, I mean, mm-hmm. just incredible stuff. You have nailed this character. You and Dave, the chemistry, even though you, I don't think you've ever met in person, have you? <laughs> No, we haven't. It's just unreal that you have never met and you've got this. You guys are just such a good team in that game. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been really nice to, um, because we've shared a couple of interviews together now. And um, it's been really nice to to meet David that way and to sort of get to know him a little bit better. Mm. Um, Because it's, as I was explaining to you, with Cyberpunk, it was the same situation with Hitman. We 
you know, I rarely got to hear his voice when I was working. I'd just be sort of telling him what to do and, and not hearing the feedback that, you know, David has with his lines. And anyway, I think, you know, when COVID is um, a thing of the past and we're more able to travel, um, I will either go out to Copenhagen or he'll come to London and, and we'll meet and just have a good old in-person catch up, which would just be really special. Yeah, I've had him on. He's such a great guy. Down to earth. Yeah. And he's he's done that role for how long? Twenty years or so. He's I know. That isn't that amazing. Yeah. Mm. It, that is so unique. It's it's really special. So But yeah. I I I could see you doing the same when they make another Hitman game. I I'd be shocked <laughs> if you get replaced. I'd be it wouldn't yeah. happen. It won't happen. You'll be back. <laughs> you two are just well, too I- good. I would love to play her. I mean, you know, I, I'd be happy to play Diana as a little old. Oh, she would have that. Let me see. Can I do her accent? I would be happy to play her as a little old lady telling him what to do. You know, that's fine. I, I'll play her until the day I die. <laughs> um, Wellington here says, it really seems like you've got it all together at the studio. It came out really organic and natural in cyberpunk as Rogue. Mm. Um, Wedding Guy says Rogue is a badass character in Cyberpunk mm-hmm. and one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. Kai, yeah, Kai mm-hmm. here says Returnal is amazing as well. Um, Rena says this lady is gorgeous. <laughs> Can you see I'm starting to blush a little bit? I'm getting a little hot. All these compliments. Oh, and Dan, you're looking hot. good too. Okay, thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone uh so uh as here says um did you like the character of rogue yeah i did i think she's she's a cool lady she's so tough eh? and just really um just doesn't care what anybody thinks about her and just calls it like it is and oh, no, yeah. i yeah i really liked playing rogue she's a real it's fun to play those tough characters, eh? Like, we don't always get to be like that in real life. Certainly, I don't in my life. And um, it's nice to step into those shoes every now and then where you get to play somebody who's really, yeah, just... Doesn't give a shit. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And she's so confident, too. I, I love that about her. She's obviously physically, like, really... She's really in her body. She's really certain of her abilities, what she's capable of, and she's kind of fearless, you know. Um, so it's it's really enjoyable to play a woman like that. I think a lot of those roles, you know, they, they tend to go to male characters, and I just love seeing gals who can kick ass. I love it. I think it's great. So I really, really enjoy playing her. Who are some of your inspirations in the video game acting landscape? Women, men? Who are some of your people that you look up to and go, wow, they're they're awesome? Oh my gosh! Oh, I um, God, who, who can I say that? That well, I mean, there's lot, just there's, so many. There's so many, yeah. There are so many. You know, I really, I as I just said, I love women who can kick ass. So you know, there's like even Wonder Woman. You know, watching those gals fight. Um, I haven't seen the latest Wonder Woman, but I, it's a kind of guilty pleasure of mine to watch films like that where there's women who can like really like just get into it. Um, yeah. I find that super inspiring. And, um, uh, you know, there's so many great actors and actors out there who have different skills and different abilities that I really in, enjoy 
And I think um, an actor who can be powerful and strong, but who can also show vulnerability, um, that's super interesting because it becomes very human, right? Like the most powerful people, they have those moments of uncertainty where they're lacking in confidence, where they're maybe thinking, have I, am I doing the right thing here? Is it, is it okay? And, and I, I really enjoy actors who can tussle with the, the space in between those two things. And of course, I'm completely blanking right now on who. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Because you put me on the spot. Oh, I'm so sorry. If <laughs> no, one no, comes no. to mind, you let me know. Um, Absolutely. Quasal Cosplay here says, what was the biggest difference between young and old rogue? Do you think? Well, I think. I think it's, um, I think Rogue, you know, as an older character, as an older woman is jaded. I think she's been burned. She's been a bit heartbroken, certainly. And um, I think she's just that much tougher. It's like she's settled into this kind of emotional territory where she's doesn't have much hope for sort of romance for the softer things in life. I think as a younger woman, she was still tough and, and, you know, she was willing to put herself in all kinds of crazy circumstances, but I think she had just more hope. It is, uh, you know, sometimes that does happen in, in life, doesn't it? As we get older, we kind of become more practical about things and maybe um, we lose our innocence a little bit. And I think that has happened to Rogue, you know, 10 times over. Yeah. yeah. How'd you find the dialogue in that game? Because they've got interesting, like they've got their own way of saying things like eddies and um tombs and you know all these different words that mm. are part of this world how did you find that aspect of it in the writing and the dialogue and, and that side of it uh, i didn't find it a particular challenge i think you sort of just get used to that kind of thing because it becomes mm. part of the world of the game and and you you start to invest in that world and you become familiar with these things and yeah i didn't find it um you know particularly difficult i'd say now, I'm going all over the place here, but stay with me. A lot of people won't know that you're actually in Dragon Ball Z. Um, oh, right. Back in the yeah. day. Um, oh, yeah. One of my, you know, classic classic shows. Um, you did a couple of uh, episodes, yeah, with a, with a certain character. Um, was that your first, like, voice acting yeah. geek? Or one yes, of? it was. It was because it was, um, so that's how I got into voice acting actually was Dragon Ball Z and Ronin Warriors. Wow. And that was, uh, that was essentially me just dubbing Japanese, uh, you know, cartoons into English essentially. Mm. So that's when I lived in Vancouver. So I just graduated from, from theater school and there's a lot of great voice stuff going on in Vancouver. And, um, and that's how I, I started my career. I had great fun doing that. Did you know how big that show was or, like, how much of a cult hit it was or not? I did not, Dan. I did not. Because <laughs> that's so – that. that is, like – that's my childhood, that show. And a is lot it? Of, yeah, that's just an amazing show, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That's, that's in the top five of all time for a lot of people. <laughs> and you're a part of that, Jane. You're a part of that. And yeah. you're, you're going, I don't even know what happened. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Uh, it was a long time ago oh my god like how you know, long 20 years oh more than that really more than that. Mm-hmm. yeah i'd say 27 or so maybe and so you just yeah. got you just got an audition from your agent and then bang yeah. off you go bang. 
Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Mm-hmm. And you would have yeah. had no idea what dubbing was. Well, I knew what dubbing was. I didn't necessarily know the, you know, the, the, I didn't appreciate the cult following of, of those games. I knew they were, obviously they were popular. Otherwise we wouldn't be dubbing them um, yeah. into English. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just, um, just kind of my first job. And I was just super excited to be working and, and being in a studio it was super fun and, and a new experience for me because my, um, you know, I went to theater school. I just basically learned how to act for the theater and I didn't really know anything about voice acting. So it was, it was quite, it's quite fun to step into this totally different world and, um, and to meet these, you know, Vancouver, I mean, they have such great voice talent there. There's some great oh. actors there. And I would walk into the studio and see these, these actors who were doing all these amazing cartoons and they were, they, I mean, some voice actors are so talented. They can just do so many different accents. They can come up with all these different characters. And I just have so much admiration for them. So I, I think I really felt inspired, you know, by some of those actors that I met in my early days and what they were doing in the, and the amount of creativity that's involved is, um, is sort of spectacular because it's, you know, it's an, a world full of possibility. You can do anything in a c- cartoon. You can play any sort of character. You can play whatever, a, a, a person, a, an animal, an object. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> planet. Um, and that's just so fun. And the scope for that is is just very exciting. Is it true with Hitman, the, the voice of Diana, that you were a bit apprehensive at first with the English accent? Or you were well, like- yes, I... Yeah, that is true. I was, um, yeah, I because I had done the tutorial with my accent and then um, they said, um, look, we want you to do this. I was like, count me in. And then they said, but we want you to be English. And I just felt, um, I don't know, because I'm a you know, North American in England, I, I sort of thought, gosh, I, I don't know if I can do that well enough. And I, in the theatre in Canada, I'd worked a lot in an English accent, but I was doing classical theatre, so... My accent was really, you know, very um, posh. Sort of accent, yeah, very posh mm. and a more Victorian, Edwardian. Of course, you know, people don't speak that way anymore. So I, um, I had to really work on that. And um, I have a lovely um, dialect coach. Uh, well, a couple who I who helped me a lot with this one is uh, Victoria Woodward, who lives here in 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 London. The other is Edda Sharp. Uh, who uh, also lives in the UK, and they helped me a lot with that accent and just being comfortable with it. And now I really enjoy it. It's fun to do. Well, I think most people would would have probably thought you were British. So. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad. I think there's, you know, when I listen back, I'm like, oh, God, there's that really? word. Doesn't, oh, for sure, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the general wash of it, you know, is is fine. But it's interesting, you know, accents. Like we decided to make Diana slight, a slightly international person to um, justify those moments when I don't quite get it right because accents are it can be quite fluid and and you can really hear sometimes a person's history in in their accent. It will shift and change depending on their influences, their education where they've spent time. So um, I, f- I feel like I'm making excuses now for not no. having a perfect accent. No. But, but, you know, it, 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 does, it does sort of happen that things can shift and change a little bit. So, yeah. Noja says, when did you start recording for Rogue and how long was that process? Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. I think we worked on it for a couple of years, I want to say, wow. before they released the game. 
Yeah, quite a long time. So, yeah, all through 2019 or 2020 or yeah. both, yeah. Yeah, both, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Ire says, have you made any impactful changes on Diana's role during the recording processes on the game compared to the script? That's, mm. a, that's an interesting one. That's a really good question. Um, I would say not so much. I think Diana is a pretty consistent character through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, because I've played her for such a while now and I know her quite well, sometimes there might be a, a little piece of writing where I'll think, you know what, I don't think Diana would say that. I mean, she she might just choose a different set of words to say what we're trying to say here. So in those cases, we would collaborate with the the writer or the director that I'm, I'm working with and um, just maybe come up with a slightly different way of saying something. Um, but I, you know, I think um, really Diana, any sort of progression in her character and her story, the arc of her story really comes from, from the writers at IO Interactive um, and they are just a fantastic bunch there. Um, and I think they've really taken Diana to such, you know, in Hitman 3, you see where they take oh. her to such interesting places. Um, I want a game with Diana, hey? Now, <laughs> 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 uh, speaking of IO, they're working on a 007 game. Tell me you're going to be in it, Jane. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Because I know you were in one before. You have been in a 007 right. game before. So. I, yeah, I played um, uh, the interestingly named Holly Goodhead in. <laughs> <laughs> really? In no mm -hmm. way. Wow. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't get a character like that these days. Yeah, no of course. Way. No, you wouldn't. No way. Um, anyway, that's, that's yeah, uh, you know, that's all sort of typical James Bond kind of stuff from, yeah. from plumbing days and, and the olden days when all that stuff was a bit tongue-in-cheek and totally acceptable. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's in, in Moonraker and 007 Legends. And, uh, yeah, that was quite fun. Too. I mean, that's another one. So Daniel Craig played uh, James Bond, and I was like, oh, I'm acting oh, with Daniel oh, Craig. Wow. Of course, I didn't. I didn't act with Daniel <laughs> Craig at all. That's what you tell people, Jane. Oh, no, you're right. I should just say it and everybody you would believe it. You met them all. You met Keanu, you met Daniel. Your best Keanu. buddies with them. You got their yeah. number, hey? <laughs> That's right. So we're, we're going to see you in this 007 game, surely. Tell really me, just, no please. I just don't know. I don't know. Um, I doubt it. I don't know. I you're mean, perfect for it in some capacity. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I'd be fun for both. David and I have talked about this. I, I think we might have mentioned it on another interview, but how fun it would be for us to have cameos. Like I might just yeah. sort of spoken as the cleaner or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, the barista in the coffee bar. Um, yeah. Well, I, was be pitching, I was pitching to Dave that he should be James Bond. Yeah. I know. Wouldn't that be fun? I think. That's yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, what a great company to to do that. They're going to smash it out of the ballpark. Well, haven't they done well the last year? Like Hitman 3, huge success, massive yeah. success compared to the last few. And now they're opening yeah. up studios in, I think I saw Barcelona and all over mm -hmm. the shop, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they deserve it. They really do. They're killing it. Um, yeah. Andre says, is there anything you took away from the role as Diana in your personal life? <laughs> Um, oh, that's really a good question. I'd like to say 
her poise and sophistication. But I don't know if that's true. I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> I think, no, she's, I, I think I'm inspired. You know, once again, she's a really strong uh, female character. And um, I really appreciate her intelligence and her integrity and um, her strength. And I, I can't, I don't know if I've sort of taken those things on it in my life. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but there's, there are qualities I really admire. And um, I think when you play a character like that and you play it for a long period of time, I suppose there is a small sense of osmosis. These things might start to infiltrate how we are in, in real life. And, you know, maybe in certain moments, I might call upon a little Diana to get things done or to get someone's attention. I might not put on the accent suddenly, but I think that, that um, you know, her rhythm, her, her inner strength is um, the, the way she operates in the world is very successful in terms of her getting things done. So there's something to be said for just taking on a little bit of that if, if I wanted to, you know, get something accomplished or get somebody to do something for me. So, you, so you, do you ever go to your husband? Can you please do the dishes in the in the accent or what? <laughs> Good afternoon. Could you please do the dishes? Are you kidding? He would just be like, "Huh." <laughs> Might work better with a stranger, but do you know what? I'm going to try it tonight, and I'll let you know what happens. <laughs> do your friends and family know like how cool your job is? Do they get it? Do they get the gaming world or not? Um, I think my stepkids do, you know, my stepsons play computer games. Um, I don't know that they would necessarily, you know, want to play Hitman because they probably don't want me telling them what to do all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fair enough. Um, (laughs) Yes, I don't know. You know, my dad is is quite old and uh, not quite old, but he's elderly. And I was saying to him, dad, this great game has just been released um, called Returnal. And I was telling him all about it. And I think um, he, you know, I, I think if he was to play the game, it would do his head in, really. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. But, I think, you know, I obviously do have a lot of colleagues and, and friends uh, in, in the business who have been super supportive and have been sending me lots of, um, you know, words of encouragement and congratulations as well. So, yeah. So what yeah. does Jane like to do outside of working? What, what, what do you do to relax um, or to... I have a great big Great Dane, and um, oh, that's a lot. Oh, of I work. wish he was here now. I'd, I'd introduce you to all of him, but he's uh-huh. he's downstairs snoring, sleeping. Um, <laughs> so is mine. I got a um, golden retriever. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't it great to have dogs, especially during this time, or any pets really? Oh yeah. Uh, during lockdown. Um, so yeah, he keeps me busy. We take him out for a walk every day, and then I just you know. I tell him all my stories and secrets and he listens and <laughs> sometimes he'll go and um, give some feedback. So um, I'm also getting my MA. I'm training um, to uh, teach acting wow. and coach actors, um, which is something I've sort of started to do anyway. And I thought it'd be good to, to, you know, learn, learn how to do that just, you know, and get a qualification. So I, I do work with actors already who are interested in being voice artists and, um, give them advice and, and coaching and, and help them with their stuff. And I, I sort of got to the point in my career where I really enjoy the idea of mentoring others and supporting others and, and helping them with their hopes and dreams. And I think, you know, uh, if you've been doing something for 
as, as long as I have. Um, you just want to share your experience with, with other people and the skills that you've picked up and maybe steer them away from some of the, the you know, the kind of whatever roadblocks that, that I have encountered. I don't want them to make the same mistakes. Or if they do, I want to help them learn from them. So that, that's really what I'm spending a lot of time on right now. But Jane, you wouldn't be a day over 35, would you? Oh, no, I'm 52. <laughs> Too proud no, of you're not. Stop lying. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'll show you my passport. <laughs> yeah, 52. Wow. I'm how, how do you do it? You look younger than me. <laughs> it's the lighting. It's the lighting. I'm sitting in front of a, a window and, um, yes, it's good lighting. So is yeah. that – so you're teaching now, is that – is that at a school, a uni? Is that something you're you're doing yourself like through a website, or is that something? Uh, no, I'm I'm getting um, an MA from a theatre school in London called Central School of Speech and Drama, and then I I teach uh, some students at um, another drama school called the Guildhall, and um, my God, the students there are so talented, they're so good. So I teach them voiceover technique, and um, they're just uh, just they're wonderful, and I love working with them. And um, just seeing them grow and evolve, and you know, voice work is really, yeah, it's really fun work. So it's a great way to spend time as well. Amazing! I've got to talk to you as well. I'm a big movie buff. Um, you worked mm-hmm. with uh, PTA. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if you met him, or I'm guessing you did on on Phantom Thread. Yeah. Talk us through that experience. Oh, that was a really wonderful experience. You know, I mean, you were asking me before about actors that I admire, and of course, I was going to say, well, Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, yeah. you know. It, it's almost cliche to say Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis. No, who doesn't like him? Easy, <laughs> That's yeah. sort of given. But um, yeah, and Paul Thomas Anderson is a, a really wonderful director. What struck me about him is he's a great auteur, right? He's, his films have his stamp all over them. And, and of course, he does have this amazing creative relationship with Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, but I, I sort of also felt that he was so open. He's a real sort of boyish kind of character um, yeah. and a really easy person to talk to. And um, one of the things I loved about him is um, instead of saying action, he just he comes up to you and he says, okay, Jane, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready. And he steps back and sort of goes really? away behind the camera. And so you're just sitting there thinking, okay, well, great. I'll just start whenever I'm ready. And then you do. And um, it's funny because I was on set recently um, in Italy and we were talking about how jarring it can be when the first AD, uh, it's not even the director, but the first AD will say, and action. <laughs> and you're kind of like, yeah. well, it's sort of like um, a jolt. It is a bit of a jolt sometimes, which sometimes you can use really well on scene, but other times you have to sort of, you hear that and then you have to kind of get back down to where, where you were and then, and then you start, uh, you know, you start the scene. Um, but I really enjoyed that about Paul Thomas Anderson. So a really wonderful, intelligent, um, gentle sort of soul to work with who's also really, he knows what he wants. And, and that all makes an actor feel welcome and safe. And uh, of course, I was nervous, you know, because I was acting with, with Daniel Day-Lewis and, and all these, you know, amazing people. Um, and uh, he, they both just put me right at ease. So that was a real highlights a real peak moment to, so to work you go, go went and saw that in the theater mm, i did husband. yeah i did yeah yeah and my agent came along as well and um and that was that was quite fun it's you know it, there is um 
sometimes, you know, when you do a film, they have to cut little bits and pieces and there was a few things that were cut and I was just like, oh, what a shame. With yeah. the, you know, the um, costume designer, he won an Oscar for that film and yeah. one of the scenes I was in was with a different costume and I just loved it. It was, you know, made for me and so beautiful and it got jettisoned. Um, uh, and that's a yeah. very common thing in film. And oh, yeah. But, um, anyway, it was really fun to be a part of. I felt very honoured. Well, I can imagine he would shoot five hours, six hours worth of footage or probably even more. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. and as I said, it really is so specific. So he, we filmed a lot of that stuff twice. You know, a number of weeks went by. He, I think he just had a look at it. Probably he and Daniel did. I don't know. But they looked at it and they thought, is this exactly what we want? No, let's, let's change it a little bit. Let's go back and redo it again and do it differently. And, um, and, and so it's a, it's a real process and, and I think the specificity that's involved in his films is so so clear because you feel it when you watch it. It's there's not a false note really. Um, uh, very well edited. Very well edited. Very well directed. Obviously, um, and and the acting is you know is great. So, do you miss the theater experience at the moment? I miss theater. You know, I love theater. Um, I love the um, in the the immediacy of it. Um, and there's something very nice about telling a story from beginning to end, whereas, of course, you don't have that experience when you're doing uh, computer games and film and TV because it's all shot out of sequence. So there, there's it's a lovely thing to sort of step on to this journey, you know, the journey of a play, and you get to just see it through. And then, uh, and then you get to do it night after night. And if it's a good play, there's always new things to discover, and there's always different things to try, and... And there's the audience there and your fellow performers. And I think there's something about that live experience that is incredibly life-affirming. And, um, yeah, I do miss that a lot. And they're, they're probably suffering at the moment, aren't they? Because oh, of God. Yeah. They really it's are. It's a shame, isn't they it? Really yeah. I cannot wait to go back to the theatre to support it and to help it get back on its feet again. Um, and I think that, you know, I, a theater will pull through. It always oh, yeah. has had other challenges throughout history and it finds its way, but one doesn't want to see people suffer and have a difficult time. And they really, really have, um, you know, so. In, in Australia here, um, um, we've, we've got a bit more of a grasp on COVID now. Um, mm. So Hamilton's coming to Sydney. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go and see that. I've I've got the Great. tickets already. So. Yeah. That'll be amazing. I don't know if you've seen Hamilton, but I mean, yeah, what a yeah, it's, what a movie, uh, what a theater show, eh? Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the the Syndicate series? Can you talk us through that oh, yeah. and your involvement yeah, in that? That's a new one. Yeah, that's on right now, actually, here in England. Um, yeah, so it's um, it's a series for the BBC, and it's uh, the Syndicate is a it's a story of. Well, a syndicate is, it's like a lottery syndicate. So it's a group of people who come together to buy a lottery ticket yeah. and they'll do it sort of once a week type thing. And um, and so the story of this series is always a group of people win the lottery and then it causes all kinds of problems and dilemmas in their life. And in this particular one, um, the, the, the winning lottery ticket has been taken from the man who... Um, so they present the lottery ticket to this guy who is working in the sweet shop, essentially. And he has it and he realizes that it's the winning ticket. And he goes, oh, oh, gosh, you've won 
500 pounds. Let me just get that out of the till for you and I'll give it to you. In, in the meantime, they've actually won millions of pounds. So he, you know, F's <clears throat> off to Monaco um, <clears throat> with his dog and, um, and they go and they chase him and they find him. And I play um, a character who um, runs a doggy daycare and in Monaco. And so she's taking care of his dog. And so I had to have a, a French accent for that character. Oh, and, uh, wow. And I uh, act with, with dogs. And that was really great fun. <laughs> oh, you're good. Can you do an Australian accent? Oh, damn. <laughs> no one can ever do it. Everyone asks. They're, they're so scared of it. Is it that hard? Okay, me... I don't think so, mate. No, no, I can't do yeah, it. No, you've got it. You've got it. You've I don't. It. I sound like Cockney there. No, that no. was pretty good. Okay. That was pretty good. I will not continue in that vein until I've worked on it because I don't want to insult you. <laughs> Um, wedding guy here says you you look thirty on cam. Touching on what we were saying earlier, so there you go. Well, look, there's there, I think. Oh, look, there's some grey hair there. So proof positive that I'm. I've got greys too. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, a couple more because I know you're a very busy lady. We really appreciate your time though, um, Jane. Today, um, any any advice for aspiring actors that you can give today? Just some small little bit of advice that you could give. Yeah, you know, I I feel so much that if you have this desire to be a creative artist in your life, I I, I always feel hard pressed to encourage people to do that, to go for it. And um, I've sort of touched on this in other interviews. You know, I think it's important to keep your eyes open because it's a can be a difficult path sometimes, but you know, great things are worth working hard for. And um, I, I just say, go for it, go for it, keep your eyes open and always bring yourself to your work, invest in yourself, in your work and find alongside that ways to really believe in who you are, develop your self-confidence because that's also important too. And um, keep your eyes open for the things that inspire you, actors that inspire you, directors, look at what they're doing, see how they're doing it and see if you can, you know, do the same thing yourself. And it's always a great idea to get training too, especially if you want to, you know, be in the theater or in computer games or whatever, you, you have to use your whole being. You, you obviously be using your voice a lot if you do cartoons and computer games and that work can be really hard. It can be really hard on your, your vocal apparatus. Um, so it's good to know the technical side of stuff as well. Um, but I would just say go for it. And you've got a home studio. What are the key elements for a, a, a successful home studio, in your opinion? Yes. So you, first thing you need to do is uh, treat the room. So make sure that it's acoustically treated. So, you, you know, you can't hear outside noise. And then you need to create a little environment where there's not too much bounce of, of sound. Mm. Uh, if you've got a laptop computer, then you can get yourself a decent microphone and a, a little preamp. It's, it's really all quite affordable these days. And it's not that difficult to create that sort of scenario. A lot of people will have their little sound studio in their wardrobe because there's a lot of, you know, um, sort of clothing around yeah. suffering. Yeah, to absorb the sound. So there's, um, and there's loads. I learned a lot on YouTube, actually, when it came time to setting up my um, home studio. So there's a lot of information out there. So it's really possible to be a voice artist um, from your home. Do you do a lot sure. of work out of your um, your office or, or is it a lot of auditions? Um, 
I have a wonderful voice agent who tends to get me auditions. And then sometimes I'll just get cast off the strength of my demo reel or maybe another job that I've done. Yeah. Um, so here in London, my agent is called Soho Voices and they'll just give me a call and say, look, um, you've been shortlisted for such and such a thing. Uh, can you do it in your home studio? Are you free on these dates? And, um, and that's kind of how it happens. Or, you know, maybe the client wants to just be absolutely certain that my voice is right for their product um, or if it's a computer game, right for the character. So I'll do a little audition for that. So it's a bit of both, really. Like Returnal, was that audition or did they call you up? Because I, f- I feel like they would call you up for that game. Oh, that's a good question. Do you remember? I think I auditioned for it. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty wow. sure I did. Yeah. And Rogue as well, I auditioned for. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Isn't mm-hmm. it crazy that three massive games that you're in, Returnal, Cyberpunk, Hitman, all out within six months. Yeah, just that's a whirlwind. Yeah, it's funny timing. Um, yeah, that, that struck me as well. I, um, I, I think that was a really a, a sort of gift, also because of you know what we're going through right now, and it's it was this huge surge of sort of positive positivity mm. to have these things being released at the same time. And I, I felt, uh, as I said before, ever so grateful to be working on all of them. Oh. Um, so yeah, the timing is is really lovely. So yeah. any any upcoming projects that you can talk about, or they're all you're all NDA'd on everything, as per usual. Yeah, there's another game upcoming. I don't know when it will be released, and um, unfortunately, yes, I cannot talk about it. Ooh. But we'll have to have a, another date in the yes, future. Dan. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Is this a big game or what? Am I going to be excited or? I think it is. You know, I don't know that much about it. Um, I don't know what it's called. I, I, I don't actually really? know. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. It's so funny. Because, oh. Yeah, when they when they start a game, it will have a project name, a sort of code name, because mm. obviously developers are incredibly secretive about what they're working on, and they, they keep all of this information very, very close. So, um, uh, you know, you know your character's name, but you don't necessarily know, know the name of the, the game until m- much later on in the process. And you don't um, even know, you wouldn't even get the script of the game either, would you? You'd just get your lines. That's right. It's yeah, crazy. Exactly. It's a crazy, it crazy industry. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you put on these amazing performances. So there you go. Kudos to you. Yeah, man. it all comes together in the end. But, uh, uh, you know, as I said, it's it's with thanks to the great directors that we get to work with. And, and the developers themselves, obviously, they know the story. So they'll come in and say, okay, you know, this is what, what's happening here. Um, but, yeah, we don't know the whole picture until the game sort of comes out, really. Isn't it crazy? Mm. Oh, well, amazing. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed yourself, Jane. I did. It was a real pleasure to talk to you and, and also to hear the wonderful feedback from people who joined in today. Thank you so much. And oh, thank you for your questions. I every, hope I answered them well enough. Everything is positive. So that's a testament to you. Guys, you can follow <laughs> Jane on Twitter and, in, and Instagram. Jane Liz Perry, is that right, Jane? Yes, that's right. Yeah. On both? If you just type in Jane Perry, I think it'll it, it should come up. Or you go to my Twitter or the um, the description of this video, you should be able to uh, see that. Oh, I've lost you, Jane. Oh, yeah. You there? On Instagram. Yep. Oh, yes. Uh, all right. Can you hear me? I yep. lost you too. I'm Jane.Elizabeth.Perry on Instagram. Beautiful. Amazing. And look out for her in many more incredible games to come. 
Jane, before I let you go, is there anything uh, Diana can say to Dan? To to you to to Dan? Did yeah. you say? Yeah, to me. Oh, Dan. Um, good afternoon, Dan. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, for the rest of the afternoon, you should take good care of yourself. Make yourself a sandwich. Make sure you don't put too much butter on it, and eat it. And enjoy every last bit. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> I'm going to have to enjoy that sandwich now. Shit. I don't know where that came from. Oh, I don't know how you did that. I'm not at my creative best right now. Oh, but um... I loved it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jane. I'll, um, hopefully we can get we can do this again at a later date. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank All you. the best. You Take too. Take care. Take Bye. care. Bye, everybody. Bye.